But if we just take that big dream, if we take that big goal, and we really break it down, and we make it so we can look at it just month by month, and then you break it down even further, what can I do this month? What can I do this week? What can I do today? moves closer to that goal Hmm. each teeny tiny step that we make is still a step closer you know it doesn't mean that you have to achieve your goal in in three months or six months or whatever what matters is that each day you move forward welcome to the mother honestly podcast this is your host blessing addition founder and ceo of mother honestly On this show, we interview ambitious women that are thriving in and beyond motherhood. Expect honest and real conversations that will encourage and inspire you to take actions on your dreams. Well, welcome to the Mother Honestly podcast. Today I have with me my wonderful friend, Tanya Dalton, founder and CEO of Inkwell Express. Um, I absolutely love Inkwell Express. Welcome, Tanya. I mean, I know that you, I mean, you do a lot of work in, in the productivity world um, and you have this plan of business. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners, what you do, how many kids and um, what Inkwell Express is about? Yeah, absolutely. Well, as you mentioned, I am the CEO and founder of Inkwell Press, which is a productivity company focused on helping women redefine productivity so that they are focusing on doing what's most important. Instead of chasing busy and trying to do everything, it's really about finding and understanding your priorities and living a life that feels a little more intentional. Um, So I am not only a, a business owner, but I also am a wife. I'm a mother of two kids. I have uh, Jack and Kate, who keep me on my toes on a regular basis. Sounds like um, it. And, yeah, they, they do. I have two right now, now, so I I definitely, I, I don't know what to do with, with the third one that is coming. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't tell you because I just have the two, and that's, that's plenty for me, to be honest with you. Uh, my kids are now uh, 16 and 12, which seems crazy to me that I have kids that big. Um, But when I started my business, when I started my first business, they were literally playing at my feet. So um, they have grown up with me as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. And um, so truly everything we do is really focused around that idea of family and really incorporating my kids in my business. And my husband actually works alongside of me. He uh, sits in the desk across from me. So we we like to joke and say that we're together 26 hours a day. <laughs> we go to work together. We go home together. We're together all the time. Well, that's awesome. That 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 either works for some people or it doesn't work for some people. In 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 um, I guess in what I've seen with families or couples that work together, I'm just like, how do you guys make this work? I would totally rip my husband's head apart <laughs> if we have to work together <laughs> or not work together, but at least work at home. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely is a unique relationship, and it's one of those things that has evolved over time. It's not always easy. You have to remember um, sometimes to take off the work partner hat and put on the husband and wife hat at times. And so it's something that we have have definitely navigated over our years together. We've now been married almost um, 19 years. So um, we obviously know each other quite well, but for me, it works really well because Basically, I get to go to work every day with my best friend, and then I get to go home with my best friend. So it works It works for us, but I know it certainly wouldn't work for everybody. 
That's amazing. So tell me about your journey. Were you working outside of the, uh, were you working, you know, in corporate America before um, Inkwell Press? Can you walk us through what your journey looked like? Um, you, you mentioned that your kids were little when you started your business. Um, can you just walk us, mm-hmm. take us back a little bit to how you got yeah. started, um, you know, what your journey was before that and, um, and where you are today? Yeah. So I was a teacher. So I was a teacher when I got out of college, and I taught at school for several years, and then I met my husband, and I had my kids, and I thought, okay, I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom. That's what I meant to be. So I became a stay-at-home mom, and I really did love spending time with my kids, but I had this pull to do something outside of of just being a stay-at-home mom. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to start a little side business. It's just going to be something small I do on the side, no big deal. Um, at the time, my husband was um, doing marketing for Fortune 500 companies. So he would leave our home. We were living in Dallas, Texas at the time. And he would leave, and he would literally circle the globe. He would be gone for three or four weeks at a time. And I thought, oh, my gosh, if I am at home alone with the kids for that long, I'm going to go crazy. So I started this little side business, started it with $50. And I was selling it, you know, selling stuff to friends, maybe friends of friends. And my husband was on one of his marathon trips, and he was on the other side of the planet one day when uh, he and I had this conversation that really changed everything for me. We were on the phone, and I was telling him all the things that the kids were doing, how Kate was saying a new word, and Jack was, you know, outside playing with cars and trucks and doing those kinds of things. And my husband got really, really quiet. And um, he's normally a quiet guy, but this was really quiet. And he said, uh, I said, are you okay? And he said, I'm missing everything. And I said, no, no, you're not. The kids will be excited when you come home. And he said, no, I'm missing the milestones. I'm missing, I'm missing all the moments. He's like, I, he wasn't satisfied with being gone for these long periods of time. And so I tried to put his mind at ease, but that really bothered me that he, I knew he loved marketing. I knew that he was happy with his job, but he just wasn't happy being gone from us. So I remember hanging up the phone and standing in my kitchen and literally looking out the window to see my kids playing out on the little playground. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to change my business. I'm going to go from this little itty bitty teeny tiny business. I'm going to grow it to the point where he can come and work alongside of me. So my husband could leave corporate America behind and come and work with me so that he could be home all the time with the kids. Wow, that's and a big I dream. <laughs> I am I'm, now. I am curious as to how you did it. Um. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, here I am sitting in my kitchen with this audacious dream in mind. I have never taken a business course. I have, you know, as I said, I'm selling to friends and and maybe one or two friends of friends. But I sat down that night and I created a little plan for myself, basically an operations manual of how am I going to make this work? I, you know, I'm a mom of two small kids. I have a husband who travels for three or four weeks and I have all these other responsibilities, these volunteer things I was doing. How am I going to make that work? And so I sat down and I mapped out what was achievable for me for each month. How would I map out this growth? And what I did was I just looked at each month, like what can I do this month? And then how can I make it bigger the following month? So the first thing I needed to do was, you know, have a website. <laughs> you know, that's where I started. I didn't even wow. have a website. And so within about a year, 
I was able to accomplish that goal. I was able to absorb his income. My husband has his MBA in, uh, with a marketing specialization. I was able to absorb that income with my business's income, and he was able to come and work next to me. Get out. And so we Get have been, out. I like to say, <laughs> shoulder to shoulder ever since then, uh, working together. And so he is, I'm the CEO of my business, and he is my CMO. So, wow. Um, technically, he works for me. Can I, can I, I come, can I come grab your husband and you and, like, <laughs> your brains? <laughs> That is amazing. I mean, this is this is definitely not something that I hope you're not taking this accomplishment lightly. I think, you know, for us women, we, you know, we kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, it was just a dream and it happened. But I think even just mm-hmm. like taking in, you know, for a quick minute, you know, how much you've accomplished. Um, and from what you're telling me, it's it looks like it was accomplished very rapidly, too. And mm-hmm. and can you just I mean, obviously, and, and I have to admit, I don't have the inkwell. Um, press um, planner or all your tools. I know you also have courses and things like that. And now mm-hmm. I'm even more excited to to go try them out uh, because if you can come up with something that's amazing and, and it took off within a year, um, I can only imagine how much value you're already bringing um, to so many women and so many men um, across across the world. So I guess for me, my my next question is what what was the roadmap? Uh, um, I mean, how did you how did you figure it out? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think that's the thing that holds back so many women is we feel like we have to know everything that's going to happen. And and here's the hard truth. We don't know the obstacles we're going to run into. We can we can do our best. We can we can lay down the best plans possible, but sometimes you don't know what's down the pipes. And so to me it really is this idea of having some flexibility and some grace in our lives, some flexibility and grace, not just for other people, but also for ourselves, to know that we're going to stumble, to know that we're going to fail at times, to know we're going to make some really big mistakes, but we can pick ourselves back up, we can dust ourselves off, and we can keep moving forward. And I think sometimes with women, we get caught up in this idea that these dreams are too big or they're, you know, these goals that we have are, are not achievable because they're outside of our comfort zone or outside of what we're doing today. But if we just take that big dream, if we take that big goal and we really break it down and we make it so we can look at it just month by month and then you break it down even further, what can I do this month? What can I do this week? What can I do today? to move closer to that goal. Hmm. Each teeny tiny step that we make is still a step closer. You know, it doesn't mean that you have to achieve your goal in, in three months or six months or whatever. What matters is that each day you move forward. And that's really what helps us feel successful. That's really what helps us feel good when we go to bed at night and our head hits the pillow. Because so many times we're busy going in five million different directions instead of really thinking about what is it I really want in this life? What is it that would be meaningful to me? And then making one step, a tiny step forward every day towards that, that big goal or that big dream. And so that's what I really love talking to women about. I get really passionate about it because this life that I live, this, this dream that I've accomplished, it is not unique to me. I am nothing special, honestly. I am just a woman with a dream who broke it down, and I just focused on each step along the way. And if I can do it, anyone can do it. Honestly, you can. It's just a matter 
of looking at one step at a time. And so that is truly my biggest passion is teaching women about productivity so that they can live this life that they really do want because, you know, no matter how unachievable you believe it is, I'm here to tell you that if I've done it, you can do it too. That's that's impressive, um, Tonier. I think um, I think so many women um, can can definitely learn from this. Um, especially moms. You know, you're home and mm-hmm. you have the kids, mm-hmm. and you're you know you, you feel like you're not being seen. You feel like you have all these great ideas, yeah. and 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 you don't know where to start. And I and that takes me back to your um, to the work that you do because there's there's something about productivity that I think some people is is. Um, people don't understand they think that productivity Mm -hmm. means that you're doing everything um so can you break that down for us a little bit because i think i you know i would like i would love for some women to be able to hear this message around productivity and how it's not about how much you get done and i know you dive deep into that in your podcast you also dive deep Mm -hmm. into that you know on your website but can you give us just a tidbit of what productivity really means to you yeah so i like to tell people productivity is not doing more it is doing what is most important. It really is focusing in, being intentional with our lives, and focusing in on what is most important to you. And that's different for you than it is for your best friends, than it is for your mother, than it is for your coworkers, or anyone else on the planet. You really have to discover what is truly important to you, and then focusing in your life on that. And then taking those steps forward towards that life So people do get caught up. They think that they need to have a to-do list that's five miles long. That, In fact, if you're not busy, you are somehow failing. Mm. And I want women to walk away from this idea. We have to walk away from this glorification of busy that I see so often in today's society. This need, I mean, how many times have you seen posters and note cards and coffee cups that say, I am so very busy? That's drives me crazy. Because <laughs> I see them all the time. <laughs> it's like a badge of honor. It's like, oh my yeah. God, you know, look at me. I'm getting so much done. And I'm like, um, no, <laughs> no, you're not. You're probably you're getting a lot exactly done, right. but they're not being done well. <laughs> right. And that's, that's the thing is, is we wear busy like this badge of honor that when people say to us, how are you today? We answer busy, right? Because somehow that elevates our importance. Somehow that proves our worth. That makes us feel seen. You know what? And you're so, right about that. You're right about that. Because I I, I, I I do that all the time as well. You know, I tell myself, oh, my mm-hmm. goodness, you know, if somebody reaches out to me and I maybe I've not responded in days, you know, I'm kind of like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I've just been really busy. And it's it, it's almost natural to me now. It's like a default statement. Like, right. you know what? I'm it busy. <laughs> well, and this is the thing is busy isn't an emotion. When someone asks you how you are and you answer with the word busy, busy is not an emotion. It's not a conversation conversation starter. It's not really something that connects you. It's something that makes you feel good about how you spent your time. Oh, I've been very busy, right? But if you were really doing work that's meaningful, that might mean you're only accomplishing a few tasks in a day, right? But which is better, to take 50 steps in 50 different directions or 50 steps in the same direction or even five steps in the same direction? Which one is really going to drive you towards that life you're really aiming for, that destination of where your vision of your ideal life is? Those five steps get you so much further than 50 steps. 
because you're going in that same direction. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so so how do you find balance? How do you I mean, it seems like you have a lot going on. You know, you're walking mm-hmm. with your your husband, um, you know, next day. Next, not even next door, like right across from you. Um, right you across <laughs> me, <yeah. laughs> and and luckily you have you know kids that can you know give themselves a shower and you know find their own t- toothbrush. Mm-hmm. So you're not exactly you know in the in the diaper stages, which is great. But how do you? I mean, I can only imagine being the CEO and you know making sure all the moving parts, which is great by the way. I see a lot of women when they bring in their partner, um, they automatically end off the CEO title, and I'm like, why? Why? This why? is <laughs> this is your dream. Um, yes. so I am actually extremely proud of you for keeping the CEO title. Um, because I Thank think you. you know we don't have a lot of women in that seat and when mm-hmm. we do find ourselves in that seat we need to um we need to protect that and and, and this has nothing to do with marriage this is this is business yeah. <laughs> right. and and i think you, you know, know as yeah. women we we don't know how to separate our feelings from you know from from the job and my husband and i were working on something together and um you know it's it's actually his idea and but because i'm the business mind it's like oh why don't you be the ceo i'm like no it's your stuff like i I, I can help I can help drive some parts of it, but it's your stuff. And and it, it's the same way on the other side. If it's my stuff, then I'm the CEO and you are, you know, whatever title you feel necessary <laughs> for yourself. Um, right. But so, yeah. so anyways, coming back to really proud of you on that. So how do you find balance with, with all of this moving parts that you have going on? Mm-hmm. I love that question. And I, I do want to say that my kids are old enough now that they can give themselves showers and they can mow the grass and do things like that to help out. But when I started, I was fully in those trenches and the diaper trenches. And, um, and a lot of that does, that's part of, of how I made things work was I really enabled my children. I empowered my kids to be independent. Um, I really believe that as women, we feel guilty leaning on other people. And so we don't ever want to be a burden. So we just don't ask for help. But when you bring your family together, like with my kids, we do a team meeting every Sunday. I tell them what's going on at work. I tell them, you know, I find out what's going on at school, but they also know when I'm having stressful times at work. And therefore, we work as a team. We're able to lift one another up when each one of us needs it. Sometimes it's my son, Jack. Sometimes it's my husband, John. Sometimes it's Kate. Sometimes it's me. And it's okay to be lifted. It's okay to allow other people in and to delegate and to have them be active members to make sure that things are getting accomplished and getting done. Um, but when, you know, you ask about balance, and that's one of the things I, I ask, I'll tell people doesn't exist. There is no balance. There's no balance. And honestly, I don't believe we want balance because if we are balanced, and everything is perfectly even and equal in all areas of our lives, if we're not leaning into some area or another, we're not moving in any direction. We're standing perfectly still. Absolutely. Think about it. Like when you're riding a bike, you have a little bit of balance, but you have to lean forward in order for to have the bike move forward. You have to lean to the left or the right to turn the corners. We need that counterbalance. So really what we're looking for is harmony. We want to lean into an area of our life, and then we need to lean back. And then we need to lean into another area. Maybe it's work for a little bit. And then we need to lean back. And then we need to lean into our personal life for a while and then lean back. So it's this constant ebbing and flowing of where we are focusing. We don't want to be solely focused on work because that makes us a workaholic with bad relationships at home. But we don't want to be so focused solely on home that we're not pursuing our own goals and dreams. 
So it's this really interesting harmony you have to look for. Um, and so one of the ways I do that is each quarter of the year, I have a different focus. Which area of my life am I focusing on for this quarter that I will then lean back and I'll lean into another area for the next quarter? And that's what allows me to have more harmony in my life. And that's what really allows me to be able to do what I do and still have a happy home life, a life that I'm really happy to go home to. I leave work every day at 3 p.m. and I take off my CEO hat and I put on my CEO of the home hat. Where I, take <laughs> I love my that. Kids and I'm, I'm doing the, you know, I'm working with them for their homework. I'm running them to their different activities. There is that ebbing and flowing of who you are. I think often as women, we think that we confine ourselves to this one role. I'm a mom. But we need more and in our life. I'm a mom and I'm a business owner. You can be both. It's not, you know, you don't have to be mutually exclusive with your roles. You can have these different roles in your life. It's just a matter of leaning into one area and then leaning back and then leaning into this other area and leaning back again. I just love everything you just said because, I mean, that's the whole premise of, of what we do here as well is, you know, mm-hmm. how can you be a mom and also be something else? You know, how can you be a working professional, a policymaker, mm-hmm. a thought leader, an expert? Um, you know, if you want to be president, you know, I mean, heck, we have a president, you know, a female president in New Zealand. I think she's a prime minister. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you know, she's leading the the country. And so, I, and she's a mom. <laughs> so I think that's, yeah, you know, that's, that's all the examples that we need to show our children and show our girls um, that women can be more than just a mom. And I really want to mm-hmm. thank you for coming on today. This is amazing. I'm going to have to listen to this episode before it actually airs because I'm I, I'm just super pumped. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate it. I think we're going to, um, you know, try to find a way for you to come, uh, maybe come on a, on a, on a masterclass or or something else to really help our, our members and our listeners and our community learn more about productivity. And where can our listeners find you? Yeah, so um, I have my podcast, as you mentioned, Productivity Paradox, um, which you can get to at inkwellpress.com slash podcast. I also have my products, which are inkwellpress.com. Um, and I actually do have a book coming out. Oh, I'm so fall, excited. Um, where I will be walking through a lot of this process. I have a whole four-step process that I walk women through. This is one of the first productivity books written for women by a woman in decades. So I am so excited about this, um, this book coming out because I'm really looking to help women redefine productivity and to really reach out and grab that life they really want. Oh my goodness! I can't wait to read it. Um, I maybe I'll, maybe I'll be one of those people that lobbies for an advanced copy, um, so I can so I, I can get <laughs> we can work that out. Awesome! All right, thank you so much, Tanya, for joining us. I am so excited. Um, I, I'm, and now I'm, I'm gonna have to go grab one of those productivity um, planners for myself because it's time Mama gets productive and not busy. <laughs> Thanks for joining like us.
Thank you for tuning in to the Mother Honestly podcast today. If you enjoyed this episode, we urge that you go on and rate, review, and subscribe to the Mother Honestly podcast. Also follow us on Instagram. Yes. And if you would like to be a guest on our podcast, you can reach out to me, the podcast manager, Kristen Baffo at Kristen at MotherHonestly.com. I'm so excited we have our own email. It makes us I feel know. legit. Well, see you guys when you rate, review, and subscribe to us. Thank you. Thank you.